Welcome to the Socialista Podcast, a collection of stories from Las Vegas creatives. My name's Brianna, and I'm going to be your guide to the city of Las Vegas, where I will be unveiling the stories of all of our amazing creatives, makers, entrepreneurs, and community changers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Socialista Podcast. Today is a very exciting episode because I have our very first guest. Today, I have with me Alex and Bree from Minimal Market. So, ladies, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. Yay! Thank Yay, you. Of course. So, um, I'm going to just kind of jump into it. So we first met at this um, Grow Your Own Festival, which yes. I believe was back in October, like yep. beginning of October. Yeah. So I was actually following Minimal Market on um, Instagram. So that's how I like kind of found out about you guys originally. Um, and it was so nice meeting you in person because I got to know about you both a little bit personally and then more about your brand. So before we actually talk about what the brand is, um, can we talk about where individually both where you like originally from let's go for it yeah yeah um i uh, was born in colorado then moved to california for a while then moved back to colorado and i then i moved here in sixth grade and i have been here ever since oh wow okay so you were pretty young when you first moved here yeah yeah, okay high school yeah what about you brie uh, I'm originally from Chicago. I grew up in the suburbs west of Chicago, but I was yeah. actually born in La Mesa, California, outside of San Diego. Okay. And then moved out to Vegas in 92, 92 or 93. Um, and then I actually went back and forth. My parents were divorced, so I spent half of my year in Chicago, half of my year in Vegas until I was about 14. So yeah. kind of split uh, cities yeah. Going back and forth, but I consider myself a Las Vegas native because this is where I kind of feel like I grew up. Like grew up, yeah. So you're both like pretty young when you first like I guess kind of moved here. So I guess what was that like? So what was it like for you living in Colorado and um, in California and then like transitioning here at like kind of a young age at 12 years old? That's like what sixth grade. So yeah, you probably already had like friends and like what was that like when you transitioned here? Uh, yeah, it was a total culture shock for me, yeah. uh, especially because I was going to like. Um, a tiny little Christian school and then uh, came and just like thrown into the public school system of a uh, greedy Las Vegas. So <laughs> right. I was like, what is this? So I was uh, I was pretty uh, scared at first. Uh, yeah. But then uh, as I started getting friends and uh, getting used to it and my family started slowly moving here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just got more comfortable and then I found my core group forever friends and now I love Las Vegas. Love it. Yeah, that's awesome. And then you said you were kind of splitting your time, Brie, between yeah. two different cities. So mm-hmm. how is that um how has that changed for you? Because I'm sure that in itself, like trying to transition into two different places and like finding like I guess your your mold in both. Like what was that like? Yeah, uh there are things that I definitely remember fondly and I kind of look back to in my childhood and mm-hmm. with like rose colored glasses about the Midwest and like kind of the smaller town yeah. feel. Um, it was very like safe. We had, there was like no property lines really. And people didn't have fences or like dividers between their lawns. And like we had woods behind us and we were kind of allowed to roam free as kids. So yeah. coming from that dynamic where it's like very outdoorsy and um, I just had like a lot of open space and then coming to like Vegas, which felt like a city city, like 
the concrete jungle kind of thing. Like we had, we had a little bit of a backyard, but everything was very segmented. We didn't know our neighbors here. Where right. in, you know Illinois, we knew all of our neighbors. It just felt very different. So, uh, yeah. getting acclimated to this different culture, I think, was um, I was really resistant to it when I was younger. But I think as I grew up and got kind of more mature and had more of my own independent experiences, sure. where I was kind of being able to decide how I wanted to live in Las Vegas, especially after I graduated high school and I started living on my own. Yeah. Um, that's really when I started to like appreciate and like really fall in love with the beauty of the desert. And then also kind of finding the things that I do enjoy here and seeing that like, I don't have to be, it doesn't really matter where I am. If I have the right people around me, I'm going to enjoy myself. Yeah, exactly. And I love that you started to mention that like Las Vegas, when you first look at it, it is kind of like that concrete jungle. It's a little scary, like especially when you're younger or you've never been here, it's like, where the heck am I? Um, and that was like one of the things that I kind of realized when I moved here, it's like, oh, I don't want to be here because it seems really scary. And it's got like that title of like Sin City. But um, you mentioned like the mountains and like actually meeting other people who are like minded. And I think when people think of Las Vegas, that's not what they think of, you know, they just think of like the touristy thing. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, that's great. Alex and I were talking and we kind of were realizing that Las Vegas right now versus what we experienced growing up here is kind of going through like a cultural renaissance because yeah. we're seeing so many people who are so passionate about all these different things kind of like making Las Vegas the city we want it to be versus just kind of sitting here and always you know oogling over Portland or Los Angeles or Seattle yeah. and like looking to these other places for um, inspiration or like this idyllic cityscape and realizing that we can create it here is really cool because I think the community is way more invested now than it ever has been. Yeah, we're really creating a place for um, our own community to thrive and um, creating a space for us to support our community and be supported by our community and, and really creating that uh, what we've been longing for. Yeah. I, I love that. Especially, yeah, I definitely from just like talking to other people, their remarks are definitely the same. It just seems like, especially this area has been um, going through like a culture change and people are like so interested in what you're doing and like open arms. And that's not really where, at least like where I'm from on the East Coast, like they don't really react the same. It's just kind of like, oh, we do our own thing. So I love that Vegas is really just like, like, what are you doing? Like, let's help out. It's awesome. Yeah. Which is, it's weird because I felt like it wasn't like that at all before. We were all kind of our doing our own thing. And I was like, is there even an art community here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'd rather go somewhere else where the art community is, like, really pronounced. And um, But now with the, the renaissance of, like, downtown, mm -hmm. we're all realizing, like, oh, there are a ton of other people out here that yeah. are doing amazing things. And uh, there's so many talented people that we didn't even realize. And now we're all kind of converging downtown and creating this new community for ourselves. Yeah, I love it. Definitely. That's like one of my, like my personal goals, not just with the podcast, but like in general, I just like want people to know, like there is a community here. Like yeah, we're totally. trying to build it up here. So I love that. But, um, how did you two actually meet? So you both grew up here kind of young, went to like high school. So tell me about the journey of how you both met. So we're from totally opposite sides of town. I don't think yeah. we would have kind of organically ever met. met each other. Oh, no. right. um, we actually met through a mutual friend and uh, we are both people who are passionate about crafting. We both kind of like did our own kind of creative endeavors on the side. Um, so we share a lot of the same interests and passions, but um, what really brought us together was actually, I think, Alex's wedding because yeah. she was... Uh, looking to do like handcrafted bridesmaid gifts and uh, through our mutual friend 
Um, we were actually connected, and uh, I make soap, so Alex wanted oh. to make like Bath and Beauty yeah. baskets. So I, came, you know, she came to my house, taught her how to make soap. We did body scrubs, and yeah, and you know. she had like the fanciest snacks out. <laughs> she was just like had everything all prepared, and she was telling me about canning, and I was like, "Who is this lady? She can do all the things, and I love doing all the things. All the things. I think <laughs> we're friends now." Yeah. That's pretty much was the start of our relationship, but what's funny is that we didn't really hang out or, like, yeah. directly connect until like, later. we've seen each other, like, a couple times, yeah. but we had to, yeah. like, make it a point, like, hey, let's hang out, yeah. because otherwise we're never going to see each other ever. Alex actually reached out to me probably a year after that first interaction mm-hmm. and um, messaged me through Instagram, actually, and was like, hey, uh, you know, I, I know that you kind of do all these mm-hmm. side things, are you ever interested in kind of making that a business like I'm super yeah. passionate about creating something downtown or like doing something in Vegas yeah. do you want to get together and chat so we ended up meeting up at the beat RIP the beat it's no longer yeah. there downtown oh, oh yeah I haven't heard of that <laughs> <laughs> little coffee shop and uh we met up down there that was like one of the first in the new Las Vegas downtown yeah now it's gone I know Bye. Oh. It's in the emer- <laughs> it was in the old emergency arts building the lower oh, half was like okay. the super cute yeah. cafe yeah um we ended up meeting up, and pretty much as soon as we started talking to each other, we light always, bulbs are going yeah. off. We were like, "Yes!" <laughs> we're always joking that we like get each other too riled up. Like we're t- we're both always at a ten in our level of like investment and excitement about anything yeah. we care yeah. about. So when we're together, our husbands are always looking at us like they are nuts because yeah. we just like go off on ten d- and different we're, we like go off into our uh, ten year dreams where we're like, and then this, but we're like, okay, let's move it back to uh, in the next six months because yeah. we need to bring it down. Yeah, but. Yeah, um, I just, I knew how passionate she was, and she had told me that she wanted to start her own business eventually, and I was, mm-hmm. like, ready to start it and yeah. start my own business, but I really felt like I needed some help, sure. um, so I, I reached out to her, and I was like, what do you think? You want to do it? Let's do this thing, and she was like, heck yes, I'm ready. Yeah, talking to Alex, she kind of introduced me to the idea of, like, zero waste and refillable containers and being able to shop bulk and have a space like that in Las Vegas. And she's showing me all these amazing shops that are in Germany and uh, Australia and Canada. And she was just like going to these Instagrams showing me like, this is what other cities have. We can have this here. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in a hundred percent. Like I want to, I want to create that. I've, I've been connected to that kind of like eco consciousness. Um, and I, I always kind of felt like overwhelmed by it. Like there's nothing I can do or like, this is too big of a task to take on myself. Yeah. And I was feeling very discouraged about like the current state of things, especially politically and just seeing the lack of investment from our community in Las Vegas specifically. We're such a high traffic touristy town with Mm -hmm. like disposables everywhere and like just a huge influx of plastics and like, you know, not too much concern for like, what is, what do we leave behind? Right. When we leave this town or whatever. So I was really concerned about that and didn't really know how to do anything about it. So when Alex was like, this is what we can do now. We can start this. We can get people excited and passionate. We just started running off ideas and we were like, let's do this. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you guys definitely like just being around you both. Like I can see that you just like click so well. And I love that. It's amazing. And um, the point that you brought up about um, kind of like all the disposables that Las Vegas really has like I definitely am wanting to touch on that in a little bit but before we go there um what were you both doing before this like what sort of careers were you in did you go to like college 
Well, I first went to, uh, right out of high school, I went to, I, well, I took some time to be wild and crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we all need time, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, so I took some time, and then I um, decided that I wanted to go to massage school, so I went to school for massage therapy, and that's where I really um, was able to connect with that, like, mind, body, and spirit type of lifestyle, and, like, eco-consciousness, and um, just, like, being in that school, you really get connected to all sorts of kinds of things like holistic living okay, and yeah. so um I, that's really where it started to blossom in me like I already knew that I was kind of I already had that like hippie vibe but um <laughs> but really in massage school I was like oh okay I can really get into this and yeah. I, I'm really passionate about this and helping people I've always been um about helping people and massage therapy was a really awesome way to do that and I was a massage therapist for a little while after um after school um, okay. But then I got pregnant, and I decided to be a stay-at-home mom and really devote my time to my babies. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just been a stay-at-home mom ever since, but I am a crafter and a maker at heart. So being a stay-at-home mom uh, means that I get to make all the time. Yeah, <laughs> so, very true. Yeah, so I've just, like, constantly been crafting and making and... Um, throughout this time where I'm kind of discovering what I really want to do with that uh, with yeah. those skills in my life I I kind of had this hard time where I was like okay I can just like make cutesy art but it just felt so selfish because in, in my like soul I want to help people but yeah. I also love to craft so I was just trying to find a way to blend the two where I could help people but also use my skills in crafting and yeah making so that's um when I finally came to the zero waste lifestyle, I realized that I can use all my skills and also um, help the planet and help my community learn about ways that they can reduce their waste and reduce their carbon footprint. So yeah, yeah. that's what I was doing. I love that. Brie, what about you? Yeah, I have always come from um, different jobs in customer service. Customer service has always been my kind of career path. Mm -hmm. I'm a people person. I love to talk and engage with people. Right. Um, things that bring me joy are like planning events and hosting parties and like giving to people and creating gifts and handmade products and yeah um I just love giving I think that that's like one of my favorite things like gift giving is pretty high you up on my list very good at gift giving <laughs> <laughs> Christmas coming, Christmas coming. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. like had the wheels turning I know yeah I have like a recurring Evernote throughout the year I'm like Christmas all the time it's just top yeah. of mind Constantly the list. <laughs> yes <laughs> um yeah, customer service has always been kind of where I've come from. I, I went to school after um, I graduated high school here from Silverado High School, and I went to UNLV um, and was an English major and studied specifically in poetry and, like, postmodern poetry. Yeah. Um, I did not graduate. Uh, I got all the way until I had to was going to be forced to take my math classes, and I just bailed then because... <laughs> I'm the worst person ever at math, and it was totally intimidating. <laughs> but what really stopped me from finishing my degree was I actually got a job at Zappos. Um, oh, okay, yeah. So I also work full-time downtown. I work for Zappos, yeah. um, and I am a supervisor in the customer service department. So I train. I've been um, doing employee onboarding and, like, creating training programs around customer service and right. that customer-first mindset. Yeah. Um, I think that kind of ties into, my my true self of wanting to be a host is like hosting people and like making people feel comfortable and cared for is what I love. So mm -hmm. customer service is kind of that natural fit for me. Um, and yeah, coming into minimal market, uh, I think that that's where me and Alex really come together is we, we've always done these things on the side, like for ourselves. Like right. I just 
in my free time, enjoy making sugar scrubs and, yeah. you know, paper crafts and all these other things, but kind of similar sentiment like it's not that it's necessarily selfish but I don't think that it had an impact beyond um you know the person I was maybe giving something to but mm. where now coming together and like kind of building a business on handcrafted goods and also like teaching people the ways of homesteading and like doing more with less and really using what you have I think that's where it really kind of comes in line with both of us where it's like okay this makes sense now like we have a purpose kind of behind these actions and getting people to see like adopting that kind of DIY lifestyle is actually mm. way more efficient and sustainable. Yeah. It's also fun teaching people those crafts. And I love like getting people to learn new skills because I'm always looking for new things to learn. And I always have like 10 projects in the works. So getting other people <laughs> yeah. excited and invested in like, listen, like you can learn these new skills. It just takes a little bit of time. Um, and I love just like the, the fact that learning these skills really uh, connects us back to like our roots like our past you know I feel like I think back maybe a hundred years or more what were they doing how did they get past this obstacle that we're using disposables for that we're using all these like unsustainable practices how did how did we get past these so I like being able to kind of research and connect with those roots and our ancestors <laughs> <laughs> but like was this something that you were like passionate about when you were younger like what what really do you think like sparked that for you? Yeah, I think um, Alex and I both come from single moms and seeing like really strong kind of independent women who just make do with whatever they kind of have um, at their disposal and the circumstances given to them. So I yeah. think that we both kind of were raised in a way that taught us to be self-sufficient and also to really value hard work and like knowing that Definitely. the right way is not necessarily the easy way or the shortcut way. Right. Um, so I think a lot of these like, older skills or maybe like more traditional um, handicrafts or ways of doing things is maybe not the easiest way. Maybe it does take a little extra time or extra step, but I think when it, when it comes to quality of product and um, especially and the life, experience. Quality of life. Yeah. And the zero waste lifestyle, really. It makes maybe more sense to like don't take the easy route or don't take that shortcut because there's so much more value in yeah. doing things yourself or with your own hands and like and it really once you start um just even just a few steps in this like you know that minimal waste lifestyle you realize that it's really not harder it's not that it's uh you know the hardest way to do or a harder way to do it's just you're completely changing the habits and uh yeah so you have to think about that too but yeah we've always um valued hard work and um like resilience and resourcefulness i feel like i've always been a resourceful person especially mm -hmm. because of our moms you know having um single moms you kind of you have to fight your way through and work hard for things for sure yeah that's great i love that um so you basically just touched upon that but for listeners can you explain like the goals and the mission behind minimal market like what do you do and well, so for Millwall Market, our um, our main goal is to just um, provide sustainable alternatives for disposables. So yeah. we so we have like all kinds of products that um, can help you in a zero waste lifestyle. So instead of using disposable straws, you can bring your own straw. And um, right. along with the items that we provide, we also provide like an education and um, kind of trying to reach out to our community and just like let them know that this option is out there and that you can start making an impact 
on um, the environment with just a few simple steps. And then once you get, yeah. once you start doing those few simple steps, it really just like, just like snowballs yeah, from there. Exactly. And you're like, wait, you yeah. really start thinking about all the different ways that you're creating waste and how you're like, wait, I could totally do something different and right, change yeah. this up like super easy. Um, so we're all about the education and we'd have, we definitely have dreams of becoming a store and having the first package-free store in Las Vegas, having uh, refillables and, uh, yeah, just like Balkans. soaps, uh, yeah, soaps, food, um, anything that you can think of, but package-free style. So yeah. um, our goal, what we, we decided to start with our booth, mm-hmm. providing the tools so that we can kind of get people used to that lifestyle of yeah. like bringing your own and yeah. um, just kind of thinking about um, thinking about the things that you're using and being prepared, mm-hmm. especially like being prepared when you leave the house and things like that. So that when we do have the shop, everyone's already kind of, they already know what's up. You know, they're like, all right. Oh yeah. They've, they've been telling, talking about this. I already bring my own bags. I already bring my own stuff. Now the shop's here and I am ready, you know? Yeah. I think that the other piece is that we've, we're so focused on right now staying small. Like we wanted to start with the pop-up shop, like just doing little booths where we can be face to face and like get to know the community and actually be able to educate and also hopefully inspire people to want to adopt a more sustainable lifestyle. Um, I think that's also like a larger mission in terms of like our brand, not just community. Yeah. Yeah. Like not just being, um, you know, like a an online store. That's why we don't sell. <laughs> yeah. That's why we don't sell online. Mm-hmm. Is because we really want to focus on our community, on the Las Vegas community, because there's already so many shops online that you can buy this stuff from. And uh, I honestly didn't buy any of these things because I would rather buy them from someone local. I'd rather go face to face and uh, buy from an actual uh, vendor or person. So that's why we wanted to create somewhere um, where. You can see the faces behind the, the company, you know? Yeah. That's why uh, we feel like the disconnection between these companies, these corporate companies, is really um, has, having a terrible effect on our society and our planet. So um, yeah. being able to connect with the people who are providing you goods and services is really important to us. Totally. Yeah, and I think um, what's nice, especially about downtown Las Vegas, is there other people who are doing the same thing and the community is so tight knit in that in that manner and I think teaching people to yeah buy local because not only is that helping that business and the people behind it but it's helping the whole community as well so I like I really love that and I I really like in my own personal life like only try to buy local and I think it's important to show other people like yeah, you want to support your community, not just because it's quicker to buy it online. Yeah. Like, kind of this whole, um, like, convenience exactly. like, thing with everything, with, like, social media, with online buying. Like, you know, do you really need it in a day or two days? Yeah. You know, like, take the time to go out to a pop-up shop like what you guys are doing, so. Definitely. One yeah. of the other reasons why we don't do online sales, which we've had, you know, our customers ask like, us about. Why like, can't I just buy it online? Yeah, can you <laughs> ship it to me? Is like, yeah. um, we know. also try to kind of educate them on like the packaging and the things mm-hmm. that go in, involved in shipping and that you know, those... all the gas, all the resources that it takes to ship a product. Yeah, which is kind of why the whole shop small movement really is in line with the um, 
kind of minimalist lifestyle that we're trying to adopt in terms of trying to be as zero waste as we can because those things do make an impact. It's really easy to click and order online, but when you think about the packaging and the tape and the peanuts and the cardboard and then the gas and the fuel and whatever it takes to get to you, that is actually a really large carbon footprint that's for maybe a singular product that in itself may be also additionally packaged because it was shipped. Yeah, it's crazy. Just like if you do a little bit of research, I think I I saw a video on um, I think it was something similar to like Amazon, but basically like instead of packing their truck um, on certain days to efficiently like get the packages out, like they will just they won't fill up a truck. They just so put and, like half of it in there because they're like we need to get these out now. Exactly. Yeah. So it's. Um, what I love, what you guys are doing, it's like, do you really, again, do you really need it in those two days, or can we try to help reduce the waste and wait a couple more days or go out and buy it locally? Yeah, I honestly, I always try a few, um, like, say it's something that I, like, really need, Mm -hmm. um, like, for my home or something. Um, I always try, like, thrift stores, so I'll be thrifting for something for, like, a couple weeks, and then if I can't, and also looking on OfferUp, OfferUp is my jam. Uh, yeah, can find I've, I've it. heard of that. You can seriously buy anything on there. Anything. Oh, really? Like, you can buy anything on there. And I, I like, sold all my boxes from moving in, like, five minutes. Like, I just, like, po- posted boxes. And they were like, oh, I want boxes. So you can literally oh, wow. sell and buy anything on there. And I, I feel like it's a zero-waste haven for me. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I can buy anything, you know, reused or, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't have to shop online or anything. Sometimes there is, you still can't find it. Or if I'm being too picky. Yeah. That's just also something that we have to think about. Like, we don't really need it specifically like, we, you know. Oh, yeah. I know. That can be kind of hard. It's like, oh, I, like, really want this. I really want then, it cute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so to kind of transition that, when you were first doing pop-ups and doing your workshops, like, what was the reaction of the people? Because I think it is getting better, but I, I don't know if you're experiencing some resilience from people. Because just in... Um, certain people that I talk to or, um, you know, just kind of reflecting on the way I used to buy. Um, there was a little bit of that resilience or like, oh, like, you know, I'll I'll do what I can, but not really thinking about the whole the whole idea. So what were your reactions from, from people? Um, I think initially, depending on the person, I think that there's it's been a good mix. About half of the people mm-hmm. who've made their way to us have either found us on Instagram or had heard from somebody that they're you know there's a little pop up shop happening or whatever, and they're already kind of into that mindset. Yeah. They're already kind yeah. of clicked in. They get it. They've had that light bulb moment. They're already kind of more aware, sure. um, and they're seeking us out for that purpose alone. And then the other half are people who have no idea what we're doing, haven't even thought about what maybe their plastic bags at the grocery store are doing or where they go afterwards. Um, And same thing, like, we always throw out the fact about the the plastic straws, which is horrifying, but, like, 500 million. Used a day. Oh, my God. 500 million plastic straws a day in the United States alone. That is so scary. That is so scary. We're just going to be a mountain of straws. And then I always always throw out that one because we have bamboo toothbrushes. So we're like, so just think that the first toothbrush that you ever used in your life is still floating around somewhere. And that always grosses people. They're like, wait, what? Are you Yeah. But um, we really get like a good – my favorite – favorite part about doing the pop-ups is watching that like light bulb go off and people are like 
Oh my god, I never thought about that. Like, I yeah. never real. I didn't even think about that. I bring my own bags already, but I never thought to bring my own produce bag. Oh my god, you guys are geniuses. We're like, <laughs> we didn't create the idea, but thanks, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's really cool when you see the excitement, because once you kind of turn someone onto that, like, we've had... So like one of my favorite stories is someone who actually showed up again to our Grow Your Own Festival, who our very first interaction was like, I think during the clothing swap. And then we've gradually seen this girl a few times. We're calling her like our super fan because oh, she shows yeah. up to like all of our stuff oh, now. She's adorable. She's oh. adorable. And every time she comes, she's showing us like, hey, since last time I stopped using this and I've done this and I've done this. Wow. And people are kind of like reporting back to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. They That's kind awesome. of see us as like a walking reminder. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, um, guess what I did? I, I refused this. And they like tell us how excited they are. Or you can like see if they're going to like make a decision about something they're like oh yeah i'm gonna go do i'm gonna go get us some bowls and plates and then they like look at me and then they like switch their mind and they're like oh actually i brought reusable ones oh, yeah. you know they like you can tell they like look at us like wait i can change my mind i could do something different here yeah I think she's secretly judging me even though we totally don't judge no we know how hard it is to make the switch, we're still transitioning ourselves. We're not, why it's like, wait, why we say minimal waste? Because zero waste is hardcore and we yeah. are not hardcore. We <laughs> are just trying to get the word out there about like the little switches that you can make and hopefully over time you can, we can all as a society make it to zero waste and help each other. For sure. So I really love like hearing your personal stories, how you really turn this passion of creating little things in your home while, you know, Alex, you were with your, your little baby, um, Mm -hmm. for other women who are thinking of starting like their own business venture, like what would you say to them? Or do you have any tips or any advice you'd like to give? (laughs) Definitely. I think the biggest thing that Alex and I have learned over the past, um, we've been working on this now about like a year and a half in total. And just from the brainstorming phase to, we spent like six weeks trying to figure out a name and like tortured ourselves every day. Six weeks. <laughs> we did like six months. It was a long time. <laughs> but we just went back and forth on so many things. I think yeah. the biggest thing to be prepared for, um, as any entrepreneur, like pursuing a passion and trying to turn that into something lucrative or that they can kind of live off of, um, is being okay and anticipating and fully expecting the need to change and not fighting it and really kind of like being inspired by your failures and the mm-hmm. things that don't work and go being able to, yeah, go yeah. with the flow, being open to change. Um, I think when we had first started, like when Alex initially talked to me, you know, in the coffee shop, we were talking about a refill soap shop only. Yeah. And then from there it turned into like then food we were like and canning food. goods yeah. and like, we're going to be a market slash cafe. Yeah. And then yeah. it turned into like, nope, let's just do zero waste tools. And now we're kind of, you know, looking to where can we take that next step in terms of our evolution as a brand. And we want to take it to that full marketplace, hopefully someday. Um, so introducing things like bulk and being able to give people their basic staples and pantry items that and they're using. and vinegars yeah. and all this. All kinds of stuff. So being open to change, not being defeated by it or feeling overwhelmed by when things don't work out or those roadblocks, because I think that's what Alex and I have really thrived off each other Mm -hmm. um, in those tough times is that we look to each other as inspiration and we keep each other motivated. So the times when we have those like flop days that happen constantly where we text each other like, what are we doing? I'm such a lump. I've just been on the couch. Like I'm totally not inspired. Help me. We are able to kind of like reach out to each other and be like, we've got this. This is what we're doing. And we always joke that like 
we just need to spend more time together because every time we're face to face, we're both like, yes, super this excited. is it. <laughs> but when we're like, like we went through, we were both going through home renovations and I had just moved. And uh, so it was just like a crazy month in October and we just sold out at Grow Your Own Festival. So we just yeah. like didn't see each other for like a month and a half or something like that. And we were like, what are we doing with our lives? Like, where are we in time and space? I don't know. <laughs> is minimal market even a thing anymore? Like, oh, like we'll text yeah. each other but like when we don't see each other face to face and like really get that inspiration from each other because we're just like really um when you have someone to bounce that passion off of then you are always gonna keep going you're gonna be like yes I'm in the right I'm doing the right thing I'm going in the right direction and this person is like letting me know that we're doing that so when you have that's that right. support system I think that's really um key in having a successful business because if you don't have a support system you're gonna just turn into a lump and sink into the couch yeah. and then just be there forever <laughs> yeah, yeah I think that it's important to as like women entrepreneurs um we have each other as partners we always joke that like our husbands are total grumps and, like, <laughs> they are totally are, grumps <laughs> aren't the best people to go to to like bounce ideas off because they're just like I don't care yeah I don't know whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You're really game. killing my inspiration yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that as women, especially if you're like a solo, you know, entrepreneur like yourself, you're starting something new, you're going at it alone. I think that finding those people who do inspire you, it doesn't even have to be someone that works in like your same, you know, yeah, someone yeah. that you can just bounce off of. Someone Definitely. there who's like excited for you and wants you to be successful is key because I think that's the support system we have in each other, which is if you don't have that, you don't have that cheerleader that's someone motivating you. I don't know how you. it could even happen. I feel like it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do it if I didn't have someone to just like constantly talk about how excited I am about things all the time. But that's why I also love a Sister House Collective. We That is our yeah. hub and we love it so much. Ashley is amazing. And, oh, I love her. Um, we think that that is just such a cool place for people to connect and like inspire each other like we're all, all talking and inspiring each other and it's really just an awesome place for women and men all creators to go and um get inspired their, by their community and um get lifted up as well yeah i definitely love that you you mentioned that because it, it does sometimes i feel it's like a, a village like it takes a whole village yeah, exactly you know? yeah. and um yeah i wanted to to bring that up that you are now with sister house collective and it is this like fully like women powerhouse and like being like collaborative over like competitive totally and that is I think as women entrepreneurs is so so important um so not just with sister house like what in other ways like who are you collaborating with yeah we have um our pop-up actually coming up here in December we're partnering Ooh. with Veg Nation nice. um we'll be doing a pop-up event at Veg Nation um we're also going to be doing a sister house holiday makers market um where you'll get to see and meet tons of different makers from yeah. the Las Vegas community um, and we have a lot of stuff kind of on the docket for 2018. We're, yeah. we're always like 10 years ahead in our yeah. brains. So we're always trying to like pump the brakes and just stick within like a six month yeah, period. We, we're but... actually expanding. So yes. we're going to be adding some people. Ooh. So we're very excited. Um, and, uh, yeah, just trying to come up with new ways to collaborate with people. Um, and, uh, yeah, expand our booth and expand our events that we're doing. We're going to be doing, um, a uh, fashion revolution week 
in April. Okay. That's going to be a full week long of events. That's oh, going to be, uh, yeah, we're going to be working with this um, sustainability council at UNLV and um, really working to uh, get the information out there about fast fashion. Yes. Because it's something that we're all very passionate about. And yeah, um, yeah so that's going to be a really fun week of all kinds of fun, crazy stuff. Oh man, I'm super excited for that because I've like, um, I have somewhat of a background in fashion. I've been working in like retail for a couple years now and um, like went to school, um, took some fashion courses and that's not really what they teach you. Any, like they don't really tell you about the fast fashion unless like mm-hmm. you're going into like your master's for sustainability mm-hmm. in fashion. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think so many people, again, back to this convenience, like Nobody is really thinking that this piece they buy for, like, Forever 21, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not going to last them very long, and it's fast fashion, like, it's not made very ethically or sustainable, so. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's really a a devastating uh, whole system they have going on, and uh, we try to avoid it at any cost, because I just... I can't even go into a store anymore without thinking Figure, about yeah. where, what did this garment that I think is cute go through just to get here for me to buy it for like $7. I know. Yeah. It's when you actually think about it, like you kind of get in this like whirlwind. It's a little scary. Yeah. It's pretty scary. And it's just upsetting. You're like, what can I do? Yeah. What can I do to help this situation? And one of the things is just stop stop buying it stop buying into it yeah voting with your dollar is something that we're really passionate about as well making sure that if we are supporting brands that we're trying to seek out ethical um brands and companies that actually have a consciousness beyond just you know consumerism and getting Mm -hmm. the dollar and chasing that like cycle of um disposable which is part of that convenience lifestyle is something breaks like don't bother fixing it don't worry about it just throw it away get a new one yeah that um, disposable mindset is really rooted in fashion. I think it's a huge industry that suffers from it the most because we have so much textile waste um, and we see so much overproduction. Like every single one of us has been in a store and seen that like stuffed clearance rack of stuff that's not selling. And what happens to that? Like, I don't think people think beyond the purchase. So um, it falls in line with our kind of circular mindset mindset, Mm -hmm. and then also trying to get the community involved. We've hosted a few, um, Two now, two clothing swaps. I which hosted is... probably like seven, I think, on my own. On I used to, own. yeah, I used to host them like yearly at my house, and I always was like, I want to do a big community one. Yeah. So then finally, we now now we're on our second like community one, and it's just so inspiring being able to because the people who do come to the clothing swaps are also interested in that sustainability and that right. fast fashion and things like that. So it's really cool to meet new people and, um, yeah. And it's a super supportive environment. Like, I've never experienced, like, a community event where everyone who comes is, like, super stoked to, like, see other girls try stuff on and be like, that's cute. You need it. That was mine. I loved it. Take it. Like, do something totally different with it. And seeing how people's creative juices kind of flow when they're in a space where everyone's putting all these things together that they once loved. And then finding, like, that's not the end of this garment's lifestyle or life cycle because somebody else picks it up and is like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this with it. And then it's just a really cool way to engage with the community and get people to, again, think about like, can we be a little bit more frugal or a little bit more sustainable with our purchasing habits in terms of fashion, for sure. You can look super cute and you don't have to be going and supporting these companies that really don't give a crap about the environment or you as a consumer. Exactly. Or the people making them. Yeah. Yeah. 
I have to say, you both really, like, after I saw you were doing the flaw clothing swap, it really inspired me to think um, a little bit more sustainable in my own, like, closet. Um, I'm, I was, I guess as a teenager, definitely fell into, like, buying the fast fashion. It's easy. Oh, yeah. It's cheap. Like, I think That's get... what we're grown up into. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, our parents don't really, or at least our generation, that wasn't really a concern. Mm-hmm. Um, def- so I'm, like now even thinking of ways like okay when I go home for Christmas like we get together with like my girlfriends and like have my own swap and yeah. like see what we can we... do instead of like not only just like buying gifts and wrapping them and like wasting them that way but not um not having to I guess waste the clothing that we no longer use yeah so thank you for that really, yeah we yeah. totally encourage uh, everyone to host their own swaps like you don't have to come to a big community one you can just do a cute little one and just make exactly. it like a whole hangout day sesh that's what i used to do we would just yeah. like <laughs> hang out and like getting our bras changing all and taking our you know taking our clothes and trying on everyone's stuff and just you know have some mimosas and yes. just like a total <laughs> chill day of just swapping clothes yep. so yeah we encourage like everyone to do it because it's uh it's a really awesome way to connect and to sustainably update your wardrobe yeah those are really good um i think key points of advice so i wanted to um i wanted to explore with you both like what are some other ways that people can try to live a more um minimal waste life or um try to move into that zero waste just because i think um we were talking about a little bit earlier it's kind of scary when you start looking into the facts or you might think i'm just one person i don't know like how i can really help um i found this fact on the epa um that's somewhere around like 38.4 tons of trash per person is in las vegas like just las vegas yeah, yeah. that's horrifying <laughs> like when i think about that like it just makes me like so scared i guess um we're so, just creating a trash world wally yeah. wally in real life <laughs> yeah for real i mean i think that also has to do with being kind of like this disposable party city where you can fulfill exactly. your day any way you want um but kind of going back for the people who don't know where to start what are some other like simple ways that they can get started one of the first ways we always encourage people to just stop like refuse the straws because we already talked about how many straws are used a day just like refuse you don't need a straw and if you do feel like you need a straw then bring your own it's really um it's just a super easy way to um reduce the waste that you're producing Mm -hmm. um some other ways is to start bringing just bring your own everything that's what we encourage that's like one of our pillars is just bring your own yeah Uh, bring your own bags bring your own produce bring all the bags produce bags bulk bags (laughs) bags. shopping bags um and not only just for grocery shopping i bring my own bag when i'm going to savers or anywhere else you know if we're shopping Mm -hmm. i bring my own bag or i at least have a scarf on me that i can whip into a bag tie it into a bag so that you know i can carry my stuff but um, yeah, just bringing your own everything. We encourage that. Um, and it's just like a, a quick change of mind of being prepared before you leave the house. I think that one of the things that is really key is adopting that circular mindset and thinking of what the full life cycle of a product that you use has. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, as also part of being like thrifty and kind of like trying to come up with second uses for things. Anytime I like use a glass jar for pasta... 
I that's literally like, did this last night. <laughs> so one really easy thing we can do, recycling, yes, is an option, but we really try to use that as our last line of defense because, yeah. again, it does still take a pretty large carbon impact in terms of shipping that trash or recycling and being able to process that. It takes a ton of energy and resources. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm able to reuse a jar for something in terms of either just, like, that extra sauce for the thing I made or make a candle and, like, yeah. gift it and I have free packaging. I don't need to go out and buy, you know, candle containers or anything like that. Um looking at things through that different lens of like, is there a, anything that I could get out of this in a different way? It really, I think, forces people to be more creative, which I love because mm-hmm. it gets people to think um, of things in a different way. There are a lot of people, I think, intimidated by the zero waste lifestyle, which is why we use the verbiage like minimal waste, because it's about taking those first initial steps and um, adopting the mindset is the first thing like just being Mm -hmm. aware we just ask of like consciousness and we again we said we're not perfect there are times when you know we go somewhere we forgot something we needed and like oh crap I have to take this like to-go container and then but the fact that we're even thinking about like the impact of that to-go container and know for the next time like I don't want to be caught taking styrofoam into my house again so I'm going to make sure that I bring my you know to-go container with me next time um, yeah, really just opening your mind yeah. to um, thinking about the processes and the cycles of life of the things that we use mm-hmm. is um, just a great way to start. Yeah. <laughs> just think about it. Yeah, <laughs> like just if anything, like yeah. exactly like you said, just think about it and start thinking about it in a different way I think is really key. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we were kind of talking about um, just, you know, the straws and all the waste, like that three thirty eight point four like, tons in las vegas of trash like what do you think as a community um collectively like what should we be doing together should this be something that um like the hotel should be worrying about just because we are getting so many tourists every single day and it's like oh, i got a, a cup after like my drink i can just throw it away or i'll you know take food with me back to the hotel room and just kind of do whatever with my trash mm-hmm. like I think that there's a couple of different options in terms of being a tourist and like traveling. Um, that whole mindset of preparedness definitely comes into play when we ourselves travel or we have mm. to go out of the house. You know, we have like our zero waste kits that we have. Yeah. Um, for the industries and like, um, especially the casino industry, which is so huge and prevalent here. Yes. I think the best thing that they can do is maybe make more um, like options, more options for people, or just more. Um, conscious decisions in their purchasing because these mm-hmm. people have a lot of purchasing power when it comes to styrofoam plates versus even paper plates that can break down and are more biodegradable there's a choice to be paper made paper straws over plastic straws right. paper straws over that um or also if you are you know having plastic um plastic cups there are soluble materials that can be made from these plastic cups that are yeah. that do eventually break down versus I think there could be more recycling bins throughout the strip there mm-hmm. can also be like water refill stations there should be way that more water be, refill stations yeah. and and they should encourage people uh, our whole society as a whole should be more encouraging to the reusable mindset and not just be like it's fine here just use this plastic cup we have all look at all these plastic cups we have tons yeah. use them take them please right are you That's- sure you don't want a bag we have bags you can take the bag mm-hmm. no i'm good it's fine i can reuse my own or i could just use my hands i carried this yeah. up here you know so it's just like uh, we all need to be more encouraging of the mindset and um, uh, and make it more accessible to others, you know, because, 
you know, sometimes you uh, are looking for water and you're like, I have nowhere to get this and they won't let me do it at the bar. They won't let me do it here. You know, they, they really add so many restrictions to reusing your own. So if they could maybe lift some of those restrictions or ban the bag is something that we would love to push for. Yeah. We definitely want to make happen here in Las Vegas. I think that we'd say that we look to the other cities, you know, for inspiration and Mm -hmm. California's done an awesome job of ban the bag. That legislation Mm -hmm. was pushed through and they now charge for plastic bags and really just that extra second of like, Hey, do you want a bag? It's going to be an extra 10 cents. Seriously, that 10 cents discourages so many people to being like, it's only five items. I'll just put it in my cart and then I'll go load it in my trunk where I have my bags that I forgot to bring in or Costco style, just put it in your car and drive it home. You don't necessarily need to have a bag for that. Yeah. Um, that's something that we're super passionate about and hopefully we would love to partner with the community and get a lot more people uh, excited and invested in actually contacting our representatves and asking yeah. for a ban the bag um, piece of legislation for Nevada because I think that if we could be that next state and this is really like a sweeping trend that we can start west coast and go all the way to the east coast and yes, yeah. America is not a place of trash and we can really get off of those plastics. Um, and once you start, I feel like once you start with ban the bag, then you're like realize that, you know, a lot of these um, other countries, they they ban plastic water bottles. Mm-hmm. Like that would be amazing. Or, you know, banning certain things that are just completely unnecessary. Not that plastic water bottles are unnecessary because a lot of places they're necessary. Mm-hmm. But um, just like thinking about different ways and more innovative ways to um, provide the things that we need that don't need to be in disposables. For sure, yeah. I think just opening up that conversa- conversation definitely is, like, kind of the key to seeing change. Because even, as you are mentioning with the bags, um, you know, even if somebody just said, hey, like, do you want to use a bag? Because I'm already thinking, like, I don't need a bag, I'm not going to take it. And they're just like, oh, you don't want a bag? Are you sure? Yeah. It's like, so just... It really stresses them out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Why don't you take the bag? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm fine. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I think just... Um, having that start of like the conversation changing and then hopefully seeing that bag policy where they're charging for the plastic bags mm-hmm. would, would definitely help. I think that would be great. Yeah, I probably annoy my local grocery store <laughs> uh, cashiers all the time because even though I know that they don't offer paper bags, I still ask every single time I get to the checkout kind of like, do you guys have paper bags yet? And like, uh, no, but I feel like I've talked to pretty much everybody (laughs) at my like local Smiths and they're just using plastic bags right now. So I keep pushing that, but I also, I'm always the person that rolls in with all my bags and Mm. it's funny because the default, again, it's just that lack of, um, it's it's just the convenience. You don't even think about it. You just start to, as you check things and ring things, you just start filling the plastic bags. Even when I've told people like I have my own bags, I'm standing there with them open. I'm willing to bag them. You have to put it in their face. They're still, like, going to just throw it in plastic. I'm like, dude, I don't need it. I'm good. It's not what I need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So I kind of wanted to transition. So I know you brought some things with you. So I would love for us to kind of talk about each of the items and kind of the process of how you make them and what they're used for. Totally. I'm so excited. Goodies. Okay. So for listeners, since we're not very visual, I see you have... Um, you have a bulk bag here and a scarf, right? So this is our utility wrap, um, this one here. And this, uh, little oblong bunny ears one is a bento bag. So this is a bulk bento bag that you actually just tie. You can use this to bring to the grocery store if you're doing bulk beans or rice or really anything. You can go ahead and fill this. This larger size holds about 12 cups. 
Okay. Um, and we've got all kinds of goodies in here. Ooh, let's see. So first up, we've got Brush With Bamboo, one of our favorite products. Yes. Um, what is so cool about this is not only is this a certified bio-based product, but it's also um, certified by Green America. It's an organic product. All wow. the materials in it are sourced sustainably, and every piece of the packaging, including the crinkly little uh, packaging, is actually vegetable. It's like vegetable-based oh, wow faux plastic so all the packaging in itself is um totally biodegradable okay. and the toothbrush itself is compostable which is super cool that's awesome super super cool um the instructions to actually make this safe for your compost is to just after you know the life of the toothbrush um go ahead and cut off the bristles those mm -hmm. are recyclable and then okay. the wood bamboo stem um for the actual toothbrush you can put in your compost or you can use it for something else you can make right. it a little garden marker and maybe put basil on there and stick it in your garden there you go i love that so many different ways that you can use each of these pieces so then we have um yeah our utility wrap we suggest there's like so many things you can do with it you can tie it into a bag a bunch of different ways mm -hmm. um you can use it as gift wrap you can use it as a hanky you can use it as a napkin you could use it as a paper towel to dry your hands you can wipe your baby's boogers with it you can <laughs> yeah, use it as a picnic blanket like we seriously uh, highly suggest like using uh having like a like a scarf or even like a cloth napkin on you at all times it yeah. really comes in handy uh for every situation sure. so we have this like tied into a bag and ours are um hand dyed and inside we've got um a bunch of little fun things um, maybe we'll go into this. Sure. So in my bag here, I've got one of our lace produce bags. Um, they are my favorite thing. I have yes. to say, I used it the other day for some green beans and love it. Yeah. It's the best. These are awesome. They have a drawstring on them. Um, it makes it super easy for you know being able to not take those little slim plastic bags that hang over every single produce section yes. in basically every grocery store in America, <laughs> yeah. um, which really you're just using to transport from the grocery store into your Here. produce drawer mm -hmm. and then you're throwing that plastic bag away. So that's like one of the shortest lifespans I think for a plastic bag that you can totally cut out and refuse and then one reuses those for like doggy poop or anything like that or maybe they do I don't know I see only people using like the actual grocery bags no one reuses the produce bags mm -hmm. yeah they go straight in the trash for yeah. most people so lace produce bag hot tip 101 bring your own bag love it yeah so one thing I know when we talked at the festival um you were explaining that you actually hand sew and hand dye all of these. Uh, we don't um, hand dye all of these. Um, just a few, like, like this we have one the, here, the utility yeah, you've done. The, yeah, right? the utility wrap, um, Brie dyed this. Wow. Um, but um, for most of our produce bags and our bulk bags, um, we use salvaged materials, repurposed materials. So I'll thrift them or get them at garage sales or get them like in bulk on like a offer up or something like that. And uh, yeah. I just repurpose all the fabrics and uh, yeah, sew them up. Yeah. I love that. All about that second yeah. life cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And just so we don't have to um, have new products put into production because that also creates a lot of waste and um, creates a lot, of, you know, takes a lot of resources. So we're eliminating that. Um, need for all those resources yeah it's nice to see that every detail of your product line is really thought out thank so, you yeah this is probably one of our most popular products for sure it's yes. our cutlery wrap I so super cute i love this, this i have it's so pretty yeah, that's what you get when you're shopping thrifty yeah. <laughs> some really yeah. funny fun funky stuff real weird stuff i love it <laughs> 
Um, so we upcycled this material into a cutlery wrap. Um, basically, it's just a little pocket wrap, looks like an envelope, and you just wrap it around and tie it with the strings that are attached to it. And inside, you can bring kind of whatever you need for the day in terms of being prepared and like going out. Um, I know a lot of people, myself included, go to places like Cafe Rio, and mm. they're uh, just dishing out those plastic forks and knives for you. Yeah. So if I'm going to be going and eating in, I'll definitely make sure that I... Um, bring my own cutlery or I'll just bring it home and not take any cutlery with me because I have forks and knives at home but in here we've got our steel straw we've got some bamboo cutlery so spoon knife and fork and then also the ever popular straw cleaning brush yes, which is so helpful yeah people are like life. wait what <laughs> yeah. I can use something to clean these nasty smoothie straws now yeah <laughs> So the cutlery wrap is definitely one of uh, the favorites. Yeah, so we have a few actual um, options for bringing your own cutlery. We also have this super cute um, bamboo spork and cork. Now this is new, right? This is new. This. We just added these. We're very excited about this brand, Bamboo. They um, are totally ethical and they... Um, get all the all of their stuff is like used resourceful yeah. um and like the spork is actually made from scraps of all their other products oh, so wow. that's super cool that's and so um cool. it's just like the cutest little spork and uh, comes with a little cork case and it's like fits in your pocket and yeah. um yeah how yes. could you like not want to like not bring it with you <laughs> it's adorable and it everyone's is, yeah. gonna be like oh my god what are you using and it's like the perfect little stocking stuffer um yeah so we're like super into it a uh, little spork by bamboo and we have some other products from bamboo another uh uh option for bringing your own cutlery and utensils yeah this one is a cutlery to go set um it is their brand of the uh, organic bamboo um, which is awesome and inside it has a little cover that's just going to cover the top part of your cutlery oh, okay. again made out of that sustainably sourced cork material and it's got a cute little brass button on there so all you need to do is pop this in your purse or take this when you're going anywhere really um one thing i always tell people who are you know looking at things like this is this goes beyond just maybe you taking this to a restaurant or you having a set at your desk at the office yeah. um these are great for when you're traveling these are great for camping this is yeah. great for a picnic um anytime really that you're going out and about these are products that are not only really nice to you know have they look super cute everyone's always like oh my gosh what are you using yeah um and then it nice creates knowing. that when you have something cute then people want to see what it is and then yeah. it, you're able to create that conversation and people are like oh my gosh i didn't think about that i'm gonna start bringing some too yeah i think when it like when it is, is more aesthetically like cute like it's easier for people to okay exactly. like i've got to remember my my bamboo spork or i gotta yeah. bring my, my bulk bag exactly like, it's cute and like you know and it's handmade and i got it local yep. <laughs> yeah yeah so we also have um some of our containers so uh we have some stainless steel little bento containers we have an airtight one with a cool little clamps there uh this one is perfect for uh, any to-go stuff i they're so lightweight that i like yeah. can easily put them in my bag and whenever i'm going to a restaurant or if i know i'm going to be like around food anywhere <laughs> <laughs> so i like bring my container and uh and i if i have any leftovers or if i feel like getting some to-go food i can just put it in my container and take it home and i don't have to use any of the styrofoam or any of the to-go containers we also have um, the stackable one. Yes, this one I have. I'm using it yeah. like every day. Well, I love it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it's also got some little clamps, and it's got um, two layers, a deeper one and then like a, 
uh, a more shallow one at the top. And these are perfect for like, one of my favorite lunches is like homemade pizza and salad. So I'll put like the pizza on top and the salad at the bottom. And that way you can keep your kind of wet and dry yeah, um, foods. Yeah, separate. So uh, we love our containers. And really my favorite thing is to bring them to um, out to restaurants. And I always get those looks like, what? Yeah. What are you doing? Who is this girl? What, they, what has she got there? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, this I want to talk about. Okay. Because I know I have this. I haven't used it yet because I want to learn a little bit more. So totally. teach me what this is for. So this is another one of our definitely most popular products we do carry. Uh, it is the brand Bees Wrap. So Bees Wrap is really cool because what it is, it's organic cotton um, or linen. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is it's coated in beeswax. Okay. Um. This is a really great uh, item to replace the daily things that you're using all the time. To wrap a sandwich or put in a plastic baggie or cover with saran yeah. wrap or cling wrap. Um, this is a really great way to preserve food. Um, okay. And what's really nice about these is that since they are a great alternative to plastic, they're not only biodegradable and they're actually totally compostable, but yeah. they last you so much longer. So when it comes to quality of product, one of the things we talk about is like maybe the more unconventional thing is actually the better product. These get on average a lifespan about one year, which is fantastic. Okay. So you can be covering your avocados or wrapping your casseroles or keeping your bread nice and fresh um, in a bees wrap yeah. for about a year versus That's those crazy. maybe Ziploc bags you're buying. And or... imagine how much money you're really saving when you're buying, when you're spending like three to four dollars on a case of the Ziploc bags that you throw away. How many are you buying a year? Probably like three or four. So, right. you know, it ad really adds to about the same or even less. Yeah. What's awesome too is then the bees, um, bees are obviously amazing. We love bees. Yes. This brand is actually based out of Vermont and they do a lot of bee conservation work. And okay. what's so awesome about this product is that it's actually naturally antimicrobial because bees make perfect food, which is honey, but yeah. the bees wax is totally antimicrobial. So to clean these, all you need to do is rinse them under cold water. Oh. I don't even use soap on mine. I just use my finger if there's any like smudgy food stuff on there um, and let them air dry and they're good to go again. They actually will warm up with the heat of your fingers. Okay. Um, so you wrapping or twisting or shaping this kind of to whatever mold you need to cover food or um, any sort of container, it's going to just kind of warm up and seal by just the heat of your own hand. Yeah, so, so you got to make sure not to wash it in hot water because I have, um, my husband washed it and he used, I think he used hot water because there's some like chunks that are missing the wax. So once the wax okay. starts um, rubbing off, then it's going to be less sticky and that's when you can throw it in the compost or, okay. you know, um, throw it into, yeah, throw it into the trash, I guess, and it will um, biodegrade. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that that when I first saw that, I was like, "What is this? That's crazy!" Yeah, that's so, one of our the the attention grabbers at yeah. our booth. People are like, "I've seen this." The biggest plug is if you are an avocado toast lover. If you oh, yeah. do the avocado, uh, these are the best thing I've ever seen for preserving avocados. Really? I'll usually open an avocado, eat about half, yeah, and then I'll wrap the rest of the avocado in some bees wrap. And I've left it in the fridge for I think the longest I did was about five days, and oh, it was perfectly green when I opened it. No browning, nothing this funky. Changes the game. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anybody out there who's obsessed with avocado? Yep. Bees wrap. Yeah, no get a bees wrap. Major plug for bees wrap, yeah. for sure. <laughs> That's sponsored, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, the other two products we have are some of our handmade beauty products. So in addition to making handmade soaps, um, we also have some uh, 
deodorants here. They are all natural. They are handmade. Um, they're non-toxic, and the nice thing is they are not going to be irritating to your skin, okay. and they don't have all that nasty, like, aluminum and crazy chemicals Creepy and stuff. Yes. stuff that we have no idea what it is. Yeah. Whatever. Well, don't, um, isn't it also a case, like, if it's a, like, a deodorant, do they put the ingredients on them? Because I don't know if there's, like, a rule for the FDA. I don't remember. So, they might include some of the ingredients, but the FDA doesn't actually need to vet or, mm-hmm. um, sign off on any beauty product ingredients. That also goes for things like toothpaste. Um, which is kind of creepy because uh, you're ingesting that. Yeah. Um, so trying to find maybe the alternative, the holistic, the all-natural way yeah. um, is a much better way, in my opinion. Yeah. So we have two different types here. We have our traditional recipe, which is going to be, this one is a eucalyptus and citrus, Ooh. if you want to smell that it's my one. my fave. Oh, that's really nice. Love it's it. not, like, too overpowering. Yeah. yeah. I love the herbal scent. Mm-hmm. And then I'm all about floral. So this one here is a lilac, and this is Ooh. our uh, sensitive skin recipe. Yep, that's. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are floral and I'm herbal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like a mix of both. Like, I try to change it up. But yeah. So you make those at home. Yeah. Yep. These are handmade. Um, these include uh, really great ingredients for your skin, such as shea butter. There's coconut oil in here. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of that organic beeswax to be able to kind of firm it up so that really when you apply this, we call them pit paste because you just wipe it on your finger, rub it on your armpit, you're good to go. There you go. Um, the really nice thing about this is knowing not only what's in your um, deodorant, but also the packaging, which your viewers can't see, but I'll describe to you, mm. are these little metal tins. Um, they're totally recyclable. We actually encourage recycling within um, our interactions with our customers so that yeah. if you do purchase either a salve from us or one of these um deodorants or pit paste as we call them if you bring it back to us we're actually going to give you a discount from recycling the product we can get a second use out of this we can just reuse it we can wash it out and sterilize it and reuse it yep that's awesome that's not only like a really good incentive for the buyer but also just you know you don't have to use another one so Mm -hmm. reducing that use of another product what i always tell people too is if they're going to hang on to this and use it again is to use this as a little travel container put your bobby pins in here or your earrings when you're traveling it's a great little screw top tin so you can totally get all kinds of uses out of it yeah you can even put your sauces in there or something like that Mm -hmm. peanut butter there you go put it in your tin love it yeah (laughs) so we like items with multiple uses definitely yeah Awesome. Yes, that's what you got. Oh, I love it. Okay, you might have to keep some of those afterwards so I can take a better look. <laughs> okay. <what> I want. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I kind of want to talk about what what are some future goals? Like, what are what can we expect? Our favorite in the subject. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In addition to taking over the world uh, and making it. it a totally eco-friendly awesome place to be. <laughs> we are really excited for 2018. Um, Alex kind of hinted that we are expanding, so we're growing our little business. Um, we are adding some team members. Adding some team members. We're hopefully going to be bringing new products um, into 2018. We're also going to have a really big focus on um, farmers markets and actually getting out to where people are able to buy um, package-free, hopefully, at the mm-hmm. farmers markets, and we'll be there to support them with tools of the trade and getting people kind of into the mindset of um, shopping and making it a sustainable practice because I think that's consuming consuming things is the absolute biggest area of concern when it comes to minimal waste and creating yeah. uh, trash and finding those disposables so getting people to be more hyper aware when they are going out to retailers and supporting local businesses um, is definitely where we're going to 
put our biggest focus. Yeah, so we're completely like renovating our booth and we're going to be turning it into a package-free refill shop. So expanding from the products that we have into now you're going to be able to bring your own and get some refillables like vinegars and cleaners and things like that. Oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like really awesome. Yeah. Like I follow like your Instagram. I know you're posting about like other places. Yeah, that we're are trying doing to that. show you guys where we're oh headed. Oh, I see. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna be turning that new like farmers market booth into like a little refill shop, awesome. and then eventually there, from there, we can grow into an actual brick and mortar refill, amazing, wonderful store. Yeah, we really want to fulfill the name of minimal market. Yeah, minimal yeah. market. We are still. We know we're a booth, and it sounds weird to call a booth a market, but that's because we have bigger dreams yeah. into becoming a minimal market. Yeah, it'll be really fun to kind of hopefully grow into a physical space where we can not only get people to come and shop and have all these interactions, but to be able to use that really as an educational hub. Um, have our and own workshops to... there, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, teach people how to make things with the raw ingredients, uh, raw unpackaged ingredients that yeah. we have, and um, really just create a space of learning and um just zero waste yeah getting people i think an opportunity to at all skill levels because we have people who come to us who are already they're ahead of the game they've been doing yeah. this a while they're they like, know oh, what yeah, zero waste I got is <laughs> they're looking <laughs> Give for maybe me more. those like <laughs> base level ingredients because they're already making their own Um, and then we're also going to be catering to the people who are just maybe dabbing you know their foot in the waters and like testing it out and kind of seeing what this is all about and Mm -hmm. providing maybe some of those already made products that we do Mm -hmm. create um, ourselves but then are also kind of showing them the way to purchase so you know maybe we'll be providing things like our um, deodorant or uh, detergent powder for laundry so like Mm -hmm. a laundry powder Okay. Um, that will be already created, but you would come with your own container, hopefully, or you can purchase one from us, and we'll show you kind of the way um, interacting with our shop works. Yeah, teaching people the lifestyle. Totally. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think definitely, like, getting people started on that track, and, like, I would mm-hmm. love to come to one of those workshops and learn a little bit more. I'm yeah. super excited for this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so we're definitely <laughs> waiting on the workshops for our actual shop, because we really want to focus on our booth and kind mm-hmm. of getting people used to the idea of the re- yeah. Bill shop and mm-hmm. things like that and just talking with people at the booth is very educational as well for us too people are always teaching us new ways yeah I love when people come to us and they're like oh I read this online have you guys heard about this and mm-hmm. like we get introduced to all kinds of not only different products that we can kind of scope out and see is this something we want to integrate into the booth that we currently have but also like concepts and larger practices that we're like oh my gosh we should totally turn people onto this and then we put it in our you know, yeah. file of like 10 million things that we want to get done. But yeah. um, it's really cool to be not only hopefully a source of inspiration, but to be able to be face to face with the community and be inspired by them. Yeah, I love that so much. That's amazing. So um, before I wrap up, I do want to ask three other questions, um, just simple. But so I kind of explained this before. My personal mission with the Socialist podcast is to show um, other people, tourists, um, people who don't know what Las Vegas really is about, who just think it's the Strip and it's this crazy party scene, um, that it's not just that. It's not just what's on the surface, and there is a whole community here. So for people who who don't really know Las Vegas or only come here for a vacation, what would you like them to know about the Las Vegas community? Um, that we're really um, creating a space for like artists to thrive. So we're not just like a big like you know, kind of just like strip 
like, basic kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, we have some, like, heart and soul to us, and we're really working hard to show each other our heart and soul and yeah. to show the world. And, um, yeah, we've got a ton of inspirational and talented uh, musicians, makers, and business owners, chefs. Like, yeah. we've got some bomb food going on. Um, so we've got um, we've got some soul. And, uh, yeah, come check it out. Yeah, I think just encouraging people who are who've never maybe been to Vegas or have only ever lived on the Strip or in a hotel room in mm-hmm. Vegas to really venture out and, like, kind of be bold and what you integrate into your experience as a tourist because we have such amazing beautiful landscapes around us. You yes. Know, we've got Red Rock. We've got uh, Mount Charleston. And then even the for people. The wetlands you've never been to. The wetlands. Oh, so amazing. Oh, I haven't been there either. You guys have to check it out. It is awesome. The wetlands okay. is a really amazing park. And it used to be like a toxic wasteland. And it oh. regenerated itself into the wetlands. Okay. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Yeah, because yeah. I'm still, like, making my way around. So I'm still kind of a newbie here, so. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, we have some really awesome nature. Venturing yeah, outside, getting outside, and then also looking for those places. I'm a total, like, restaurant snob whenever I'm out anywhere. She's a foodie to the max. <laughs> I love it. But I'll, like, <laughs> specifically avoid, like, I am the person who rolls their eyes and we're like, let's go eat at Chili's. I'm like, why would we go to why? a chain restaurant when why? there's all these amazing yeah. creative people Never. doing their own thing? So looking up, um, using the resources of not just talking to people who are here, but getting out and really, like, asking people. My go-to whenever I'm in a new city is to, like, ask the chef or find someone who lives there. Like, well, where do you go? Where do you do when you're off work? And finding out where those little hot spots are. Because if you're into music, we've got an awesome music scene here. If you're into art, we've got the emergency arts and the arts district. That There's a ton of amazing stuff. Downtown is, like, a mural hub. If you're Mm -hmm. into, like, street art and you want to get outside and really kind of add to your portfolio of pictures from around the world good instagram posts definitely (laughs) yeah there's a lot to do beyond just the bar scene and gambling so definitely open your eyes and be open to new experiences would be my advice yeah definitely yeah i agree with that um so where are some of your favorite places to hang out when you're not working or um at some of your pop-up shops um, so I am obsessed with Cornish pasty right now. Oh, it is, you guys gotta go. I or sh- I just took her last week because it is my jam. Anytime me and my husband are like, let's get something. He's like, uh, Cornish pasty, right? You want to go there? I'm like, yes, let's go. <laughs> yes. This is my spot. Yeah. <laughs> Especially we just like love the vibe. We're uh, rockers at heart. So we're like, it. yes. So there's like <laughs> kind of like a goth vibe to it. So we're like all about it. And uh, the food is just killer. Those uh, pasties okay. are amazing and um yeah that's like one of my favorite restaurants right now yeah we're uh super foodies both of us we're always looking for places to go um I also love so I live in Henderson actually I live right outside of Las Vegas um and there is what's called like the brewery row there's like um yeah an area kind of off of Eastgate and yeah yeah Yeah, love lady uh is a brewery on water street it's an old henderson um i have a lot of friends who are like beer aficionados and i'm a super competitive board game player so (laughs) we always go to like game nights and trivia nights at the different breweries and um definitely check out stuff over there i live kind of in older henderson area so boulder city is also just right around the corner boulder city is awesome have you been there yeah yeah yeah. well i've been to the hoover dam like 
five times. Yeah, okay, I nice. haven't like had a chance to venture around Boulder City. Oh, you have the to. List. There's so Super many cute, cute restaurants and okay. little antique shops. I found my wedding dress at an antique shop there. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So Boulder City is a special place in my heart. Um, one of our favorite restaurants, another one down. We are downtown is definitely like our hub where we yeah. go, which is really cool. I feel like for the whole community, Las Vegas locals, like downtown is where everyone can like um, meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Makers has been our place that we, since the, the beat closed, so yeah. we were like, oh, but we uh, love Makers and Finders, so yes. we are always meeting there all the time. We just, like, love the food and the vibe and the people. It's a really cool place. That's been, like, our co-working space yeah. in the middle of our, we both live on opposite sides of the city, so when we meet there, that's, like, business time where they're yeah. the talk shop so every time yeah. we come we have like our notebooks and we just find a cozy corner and yeah just kind of get down to the nitty-gritty yes yeah, so we love that spot uh chinatown huge oh, yeah. fan of chinatown, chinatown. Oh, I major plug girl there's <laughs> sushi game ramen Ooh, japanese yeah. food thai oh, food yeah literally everything yeah and it's late night so if you okay. do want to have like a going out night i will avoid the strip pretty much at all costs but uh. if i'm doing like a Let's go out tonight. It's either downtown or Chinatown yeah, for me. Karaoke, Golden Tiki. Golden Tiki. Ooh, Love yeah. Golden Tiki. What's that? It's a little tiki bar <laughs> that's like totally did up, all retro, and they've got Dole Whip uh, from Disneyland. Their yeah. cocktails. <laughs> they've got Dole Whip. It's the best. Yeah, and they've got all kinds of fun, funky nights, and it's like all like totally themed. Yeah. It's like okay. super fun. There's a girl who like comes around and does magic to your table to entertain you and she's dressed like she's in a, like on a safari boat like she's on the jungle cruise oh, that's cool. I'm a Disney nerd so that place is just like a little slice of Disneyland here in Chinatown so yeah. I go there and then there's like frequently. a bunch of restaurants right around there yeah so it's uh yeah Chinatown is the jam karaoke like, yeah karaoke for oh, sure karaoke. you can hit up um hit up some sushi Ichiza is like one of my favorites oh, honey toast Honey Toast. Achiza is actually my favorite restaurant that, in Las Vegas. That really? is, yeah. um, okay. my husband is not, like, super into sushi, but if I'm, like, I'm, like, oh, I'm kind of feeling sushi, it's, like, we can go to Achiza because then I can get Honey Toast. <laughs> like, <laughs> they have everything there. I never yeah. get sushi there. I get all the other Japanese tapas that Yeah, I like, so I, I like the sushi. I like all, I just like all of it, especially the Honey Toast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, these are all on my list to go to yes. now. I definitely yeah. need to try it out. Maybe writing places. this down. I got to notes. need to start scribbling some. No, for real. Okay, so where can listeners find you? Like on social media, Where's what's a good way to get in contact with you guys? So we are a Minimal Market LV on social media, and um, we have Instagram and we have Facebook. We also have minimalmarketlv.com where we have a, a calendar of events. Um, our next pop-ups are going to be at Sister House Collective, and um, we're also going to be at Vegination. Okay. And, um, yeah, then you can find us at... Uh, Farmer's Market's coming soon in spring. Yeah. Uh, we do have a, a kind of miniature version of our product line. Uh, all okay. of our handmade products we do have available for purchase at Sister House Collective. Yes. So you can go into the shop at any time, find some of our handmade goods. But okay. for the full selection, all the products we have, including the awesome brands that we now carry, um, that we don't make ourselves but that we love and support, um, definitely check out the calendar of events and stay on top of our Instagram. That's definitely where we probably advertise the most. Yeah, okay. Instagram is where we uh, hang out the most, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely put those all in the description and what you got going on in the future. Definitely link those, too, so people yeah. can get out and find you guys and hopefully once you get your storefront ready, yeah. get some people out there. I'm so excited for you. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, Oxbury, thank you so much for coming in today. I'm really, really, like, just so humble that you were both, like, so willing to be my first guest and just love the idea of this. Thank thank you you. so much for having us. We are truly, like, honored that you wanted us to be our first guest. We're like, oh, my God. (laughs) We're so excited. I'm really excited that we have a voice for Las Vegas and that you're going to, like, specifically advertise and kind of... Um, hopefully connect people to what's really going on and like the pulse of Las Vegas not yeah. just what you see in the commercials <laughs> yes that's the mission what happens in Vegas stays Vegas <laughs> ah well we're here no yeah definitely well thank you so much I really do appreciate it thank yeah, you thank you I don't know I don't honestly even care anymore It's just a breeze right through my hair What's in store? It's not my business till it's there I can't afford My sanity's my only prayer for making it to old age in this world Minimizing on the cold days in this world Need the sun, need the warmth, need the ocean Need balance, need love, need freedom And I've seen some, seen a lot To be honest, but we've just begun To scratch the surface, what's my age now? What's my purpose, what's it mean? What's the point of it all? I don't know I don't honestly even care anymore It's just a breeze right through my hair What's in store? It's not my business till it's there I can't afford My sanity's my only prayer but it doesn't have to be life's wonders that I plenty each morning I can't believe I wake up in a dream I almost lost everything but now I am back to green Back to my regularly scheduled program Been holding my tongue but now I'm done Done saying things when I don't mean them with one ounce of the truth Right behind you there's another way To better fine-tune, to fit with the scheme of things To take in the scenery, to clear out your mind And just breathe so easily to manifest dreams That's the theme, that's the reason we are gathered here today In the shade right beneath the trees I don't know I don't honestly even care anymore just a breeze right through my hair what's in store it's not my business till it's there i can't afford my sanity's my only prayer You were just listening to Breeze by Paul Carlon. Please make sure to follow him on Instagram 
at Paul Carlon and SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Paul Carlon. All the links will be in the description. And a huge, huge thank you to Alex and Bree from Minimal Market. Thank you so much for being my first interview and I hope you guys listening have enjoyed it. I think they have given us a lot of great advice for trying to live a better, more holistic and more sustainable lifestyle here in Vegas. Please make sure you go follow them at Minimal Market LV on Instagram. And if you'd like to go see them in person, please go to their pop-ups they have coming up in February. They have three coming up next month. So um, you can find them February 3rd on Saturday from 10 to 3 at Public Us. Go Vegan Cafe Saturday, February 10th from 11 to 4. And February 18th at Ferguson's Market. Times to be announced. You can find all this information in the description. If you did enjoy this episode of the Socialista Podcast, please leave me a review on iTunes. It would make me so so happy and you can go ahead and subscribe on itunes soundcloud and youtube and to make my day even better share it with some friends because i would love for more people to find out what we have going on here in vegas i would like to give a quick shout out to ferguson's downtown for the recording space chop 808 for the theme music and abby paulis for the graphic art thank you so much for listening to the socialista podcast and i will see you next friday for a really fun episode with dj wisdom Редактор